0: It's a discussion that scares a lot of people. Mainly because it's very difficult to wrap your head around. How is it that we can, on one hand, be told that monogamy is the answer, and yet, on the other hand, everything about life is telling us otherwise. So many people are just shocked, surprised. I think in, in terms of control, they often will ask me, but what about, you know, what about if my partner loves somebody else more than me? Or any kinds of fears like that. And of course, there's no relationship that's going to stop that from happening right? I mean it's not like monogamy like everybody who's monogamous has never ever 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 had anybody cheat on them or want another person. In fact my experience is quite the opposite. Most everybody thinks about, has thought about or has acted on desires outside of whatever relationship container they're in. And whether that's porn or it's massages or its emotional connections text relationships the reality is, is that it's complicated but not in a Facebook kind of way that's the it's complicated but my life is perfect kind of way no it's complicated because life my friends is grey there are no easy answers. People so many times call me for sessions or for some kind of coaching, and they want the easy answer. They want the agreement. They want me to say, yep, what you believe is right. But I am not that guy. Nope. I am the guy who will tell you why your baby is ugly. Hey, and that's, that's a good friend to have. We live in a world where people are lying to your face all the time about all kinds of stuff. But if you have somebody that's just kind of willing to be straight and say the difficult things, well, that's the kind of coach you want. Because that coach will tell you straight up what's happening. And that coach can help you fulfill your dreams, that kind of coach that we're talking about can help you see a bigger vision and help you focus on not the unimportant things, i.e., why am I so messed up, not a useful question, but realizing that in reality, the challenges that we're given around sex and relationship the belief systems that we're taught about, they're not accurate. In fact, they're made up. And yet, we act as if monogamy or any kind of, by the way, Adam, I, I don't have an agenda. There are going to be lots of people who are happy being monogamous. It has, the, you know, good for them. The question is, if if some things, any system, including polyamory and open relationships, if any system is not working for you, there is a reason why. It's because the system is not the answer, but rather how you live, how you navigate your desires and wishes and dreams and how you want to cultivate and develop your lifestyle specifically for you. I have a program called the Open Relationship Blueprint. You can find it on my website, laurencelanoff.com. And it's uh, it's it's under adult relationships, under my e-learning programs. And that's because I think open relationships, anybody who is doing open relationships, has to acquire a certain kind of skill to navigate being open. And that's what I love about them. Because any work you're doing on yourself to navigate being open is powerful work. That is the work we're interested in. You know, the self-development to handle jealousy, to challenge the way you look at life. Are you looking finitely or infinitely? Are you... Are, what is your framework? Lots of people look at love as if love was just a, a, a little packet of juice. And as soon as you, you know, open, you know, those like little those little juice packs from back in the day, you know, you stick a straw in it and you drink it up, and if that juice is gone, it's gone. That's how most people look at love. I personally have been living and see love as an infinite resource that the opposite of love is more love, that the opposite of giving and pleasure is more pleasure, that there is more space and more room in your being because you are willing and open and doing the work of loving more. And it's a beautiful thing. So in this episode, I was on television with Karina Velasco, and we were talking about open relationships and alternative relationships and just kind of some of the ideas behind that I am playing this episode this TV show for you uninterrupted this is as it went down live and I thought it was so interesting I thought the content was good and I thought it would be a great way to start off the new year and help you on your path of cultivating your life refining what you want to do in your life, and who you want to do that with. That is, what do you want to do? Lifestyle design. Who you want to do that with? Social engineering. What kind of life, what kind of people do you want in your life? Personally, I'm doing this podcast so I can find open-minded people who are willing to think outside of the four games of life outside of the spiritual boxes who are thinking alternatively who are going after what they want and desire at the deepest core of their being even if that flies in the face of what your mom and dad and anybody else taught you about life and how to live just know ain't nobody has it all right? In fact, most people just have it plain old incorrect. Enjoy the show. The decisions you make today... infinite number of directions, all of which will lead you to the same place, which is nowhere. We're looking for authenticity, and we're looking for presence, meaning, and direction. But the paradox of all of those things is there's no way to get there from where you are. The problem in life is what you believe that's incorrect. that causes general shame and guilt are because we're asking the wrong question. Because if you're dealing with reality, all of the things you've been struggling with, maybe around sex, body, self-esteem, depression, all of those things begin to drop away when you see life clearly. You see, there are only five play regarding sex, money, and spirituality. Those are the same five games we play over and over again. The question is, what are you upgrading your life with? Are you upgrading your life with more BS, more belief systems, or are you upgrading your life with reality? The future you will never be unless you change right now.
1: Everybody and welcome to Coffee to Your Sex. I'm Karina Velasco, and today Lawrence Lanoff is returning to this beautiful place to have sex. Yes. <laughs> with me and with all of you.
0: I love it. So, we're going to have a morsum today. We're
1: going to have a morsum on a very interesting topic. I think this question, every single person in the planet except children, has thought of it, inquiry, desired something around why do people have affairs. So Lawrence Lanov as a sexuality expert, relationship expert, mind hacker, his iPod cast, which is called The Optimized Mind. I mean you have so many things, but this is this is your topic. You really know about this. So that's why I wanted to talk with you, nobody better than you, to talk about this in a realistic yes,
0: way. Yes, in a reality way, yeah. Exactly. It's exciting.
1: So why do people have affairs?
0: I mean, so the first thing to understand is, is the question of what is an affair, right? So we all have our ideas about what an affair is. And of course, there's a, there's a script to it. And we follow that script. So it typically is like, I can't believe this person, you know, they lied to me. They cheated on me. They did this thing. And now, because of this new piece of information, I must break up with them. And the relationship is damaged. And the trust is thing. And ultimately, maybe there's a divorce. There's like this, this script of what an affair is, which is typically seen as a betrayal of trust of faith of unity of the structure loyalty of loyalty right of the relationship so the relationship is is what is destroyed by affairs in theory that's kind of how the the how and it goes and
1: what about also the narrative like coming before marriage like affairs and sexually engaging with other people when people date it's also expected right if not it's like oh less points for you if you're going to be sexually active with other people or that's this narrative like i see with 21 year olds still in my country mexico you know it's like i have some friends who are 21 year olds and they're like Karina, I know I cannot go out because if I see other girl and my girlfriend notices, I'll break up. So, also, do you think like that shame and that fear or diminishing or the fear of losing something keeps people trapped?
0: For sure, right? So, so there's there's two things you're speaking of two different things. So let's talk about the first one, okay? Which is a woman's value being determined by who she sleeps with, right? So, so one of the reasons... More
1: guys, more value.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that way.
1: But it's not. It's
0: not that way. <laughs> right. It turns out research shows I think the optimal number of men for women to have slept with is no less than three... And no more than six. It's like, no more than six. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the yeah. No
1: wonder why I'm not married. Okay. Anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you just plead the Fifth Amendment. How many lovers have you had?
1: Oh, uh, wait. Let me get my book out.
0: (laughs) Two. I mean, yes. Mm -hmm. So the the um, the reality is is that because value is placed on essentially the opening of a woman's vagina right that's where the that's where really a lot of these problems come from is the, is this value system being the the vulva like the the this opening what has happened what is the story of what has happened to the opening that crazy narrative has a lot to do with how people behave both inside relationships and outside of relationships so That magic number and everybody has one, you know, that kind of thing of like, if I cross this line, then I'm a slut, for example. You know, if you cross that number, there's this your value has been diminished as a as a human in essence. This is the culture we live in. So
1: actually there was a movie in Hollywood, you know, where there was like I think the twenty. Like if she was more than twenty, she was not a wife material.
0: I, I'm not familiar with that movie, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And every, every, every woman has what that number is for them. Uh, I was just recently teaching, and I was up in Northern California. And, it, and I was teaching in a place where they were teaching young women that the, that the number value, her value, was the number one. And that's it. Anything over the number one, it's over. Right so that is why th- this is kind of you have to understand this is kind of like the framework that creates affairs the and affair and, the, and the exactly and the impact of what affairs are and how they come to be and why everything is so secretive and why we can't have a rational discussion about reality so that that's kind of the beginning part right the 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 timeline of the narrative of what has happened to your vagina over time. Now, for men, it's a little bit different, because they can get to a a relatively high number by comparison, just because cultural framework says it's okay. We don't have a cultural framework for women. But for men, it's just kind of like, oh, he's sowing his wild oats, right?
1: Yeah, but even I, I feel like a lot of men are celebrated if they have a lot of women but they shame a woman if they have a lot of men exactly so in this case the affairs also you know in latino culture it's very well known that man can go out and cheat and it's celebrated by their friends and it's sort of allowed and the woman has to sort of submit or just negate that or you know it, don't even talk about it because it's natural that man do that but when a woman does it then there's real trouble. So there's like a lot of dynamics regarding affairs uh, from the perspective also of the patriarchal system and the macho kind of like, oh, I can do it or not.
0: Yeah, but here's here is an unseen. This is an example of mythology. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you. This is a perfect example of the purpose of mythology. So the the mythology of an affair is a storyline, right? And and the 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 mythology of of machismo, right? This is also a storyline. That storyline is you know it's perfectly okay for me to do whatever, you know, and you just suffer and kind of work through it and you know whatever, right? Here's my question. Those men are not having sex with pigeons, right? They're not having sex with goats. They're having sex with other humans.
1: Wait, okay, let me go back, because a lot of women say all men cheat.
0: Exactly. A lot of my
1: girlfriends, all men cheat. But who do they cheat with?
0: there is a human body on the other side of that cheating the difference is for a female bodied <laughs> for a female bodied human you just have to call it something else now over the years of me working with with students and clients i would talk to to the men and the men would be like yeah you know this thing's going on and that thing's going on i would talk to the women and the women would be like oh, I went out with my girlfriends. You know, and I'm like, what happened? I was like, oh, you know, it's just how I just got a little drunk. You know, and I realized that there were all these euphemisms and even passes in female culture so that that number, the essential number of female value, was not violated, even though there is room for experimentation. But like I went out with the girls like
1: if I were drunk and I don't remember it doesn't count it doesn't count.
0: Exactly. We were just we were just playing. Come on. There was no ah, you know. So I realized that there was there was this sort of double speak happening. Because I did the math. I mean, everybody was having sex with somebody else one way or another, or was at the very least thinking about it. So this is why I say when a mythology, what what a good mythology does, is it sort of points to one thing, like smoke and mirrors, but covers up something else. So what this is covering up, this whole idea of affairs and all this stuff, it's covering up a truth that people do not want you to know. And that truth is that we, at our essence, we, at our essence. Are sexual beings. That is the truth. That is what all the evidence tells you. It's just like, you know, it's like porn. Okay, men's porn is a lot of it is online. A lot of it is in CD bookstores and magazines. You know, magazine stores. In fact, you know, you go to a place and it's like, rah, come on in. What do you need there, kid? You know, it's like, come on in. T-. And you just feel like you need a shower after you walk out of a porn shop. That caters to men. You've got films happening and you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's like the it's like the the seedy part of human sexuality. It's like, whoa. Female porn, whereas like the men's porn is in these places and you know, like covered up, right? Female porn is just right in plain sight. It's in the grocery store.
1: Yeah, and you go and toy store like all the toys and vibrators, which are beautiful, and it's like, oh, it's my toy.
0: Yes. Mm. Yes. And female porn is in the books. The 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 rows and rows of de- shelves in grocery stores devoted to romance novels. Those romance novels aren't talking about like. And then he kissed her, and she said, thank you, but that's enough. No, it's all about hot, juicy sex. It's just in different form. It's in word form. But we all are sexual creatures. Female sexuality, because of the cultural pressures that culture puts on, puts on women and on the opening, female sexuality has to happen more undercover. It has to be much more covert. You know, a woman has a good job. And it is typical for people to be like, how did you get that job? Who'd you have to blow? Right? Because we don't have a we don't have a metaphor for just an empowered, sexually strong, empowered female human who's like in her power, in her sex, in her freedom, you know, and doesn't give a hoot about the number and is just in her freedom, right? We we don't have that. Yeah, like that's
1: what that's what I want to create in particular.
0: Yes, I I'm, I agree it's with you. So needed. It's so needed. Part of it is we have to get rid of these lame discussions about these repressive discussions that give us lots of things to worry about and be stressed about that have nothing to do with anything. Do you want to know if your wife or your boyfriend? is, you know, or husband is texting somebody, the answer is yes. Yes, they are texting somebody, okay? Do not look at their phone. Do not go prying into their thing. We are sexual creatures, and we want sex. That is the biggest Scam that's enacted on everybody, right? So, the first things first is to realize at our core we are beautiful sexual creatures and we want to experience and taste and flavor and savor life. That is, I would argue, that is even at a fundamental level our purpose to experience more and more pleasure and freedom and spaciousness and love and depth and connection. And you cannot control that. The human sexual drive is unbridled. And when, you know, a lot of times guys are like, oh, you know, now that I'm married, you know, I have to have an affair because my, my wife won't have sex with me. And I'm like, your wife won't have sex with you because you're having crappy sex with her. That's why she won't have sex with you, because you're not.
1: Thanks for saying that.
0: Yes. It's, it's like, don't blame her. It's because you jumped on her. Humped her like a bunny rolled over and fell asleep like this is why it's like because sex was 10 minutes long That's why it's like you can only take so much of that before you go enough is enough
1: But if you go back to that, you know, it's like you said like women, like they like toy stores And it's always playful and man is more like growl like more wild more raw so of course you also need to learn different skills to be able to be a good lover or love making. So what I uh, understand with what you're saying is like, if you're having crappy sex or great sex in your relationship, still you're gonna have that need to explore your sexuality or even in a chemical level, your body needs dopamine, which is the new thing.
0: Yes, that's that's exactly so it's right. It's
1: totally natural to feel attraction and to desire other women or other men.
0: Well, I would I would argue it's necessary.
1: Necessary. Like it's
0: actually necessary for your well-being. It is not natural to be like one person. This idea of one, right? The, the, the I've one. the one, right? I've traced the roots of this. I mean, they go they go back pretty far to these early Greek philosopher ideas of symmetry. And wholeness, and there were some of these mythologies that were created that we were once this group, this whole group, and then, for whatever reason, you know fill in the blank with why the fall uh, happened, but then we split off, but there is only this one person, and when we get back to that one, they fulfill everything. This is like this is like talking about uh, unicorns. That uh, breathe sweet little bubbles and and <laughs> fart rainbows. Like it's just like I, I hear people talk about this. And I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? That is so unfair to put all of that on a partner. In fact, I would argue it is it borders on insanity. But that's what we are told we're not told the reality that hey by the way this is going to be relationships are tough you are going to have moments where you're going to be like i have made the worst decision in my life in this relationship you are going to have moments where you're just feeling sublime but you're going to be you're going to have moments where you have to deal with reality and when so many people toss away perfectly good relationships Because they no longer have the dopamine. They haven't worked on themselves so that they stimulate the dopamine within themselves. They haven't brought new experiences. They just get into patterns. And yes, they've got the love. They have the oxytocin, which is the love chemical, the bonding, the connection, the depth. But they don't have the new. And they go like, oh, I'm not in love with this person anymore. And I've seen people toss away 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 year marriages and relationships perfectly decent solid things but because they're like oh I don't feel the love anymore right that's because we That's
1: chemistry but we have to understand biology and chemistry in order to shift this perspective and 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 understand our biology that it's totally natural to always have the urge or to search or to hunt or to feel desired in in that playful manner like if you take action or not it depends on your own agreements but it's totally natural.
0: It's the most natural the thing in the world. So why
1: it's so satinized and you know it's like one day a girlfriend of mine she's been married for a long time and the husband had a, an affair and I was like are you willing to like drop everything like a beautiful marriage just because he wanted to fuck somebody else for a day or for two days?
0: It's crazy right? Because and, that and
1: destroys everything. It
0: destroys everything and there's no reason there's no reason. It's like, if we could start having adult conversations about reality and radical self-acceptance for our own desires, radical self-acceptance, that means like it's so normal. We are sexual, sensual creatures. We need touch. We have known about this since the 1950s. We know that human animals need touch. We need newness. We need dopamine. A life without dopamine is a life that feels like you're dead. So that radical self-acceptance of realizing, like, you know what? I'm normal. That when you walk into a room and you're like, Who's around? Who's, oh, who's that? You know, but then you have to pretend like, oh, I mean, no, because you're my everything. This is insanity. And when I say insanity, what I mean is it's like we have been sold a lie. It's not even your fault. We have been sold a lie.
1: And it's good that you mentioned it's not your fault because of what I've heard a lot also working with clients you know, and, and, and teaching is, what's wrong with me?
0: Exactly. Like
1: my husband went out and had an affair or my girlfriend wants an open relationship. What's wrong with me? What What did I do wrong? Could I have done this better? Why? What happened? You know, I created that. This guy cheated on me. So there's also this conversation of what's wrong. Yeah. And it's not, there's nothing wrong. It's natural.
0: It's the most natural thing in the world. What you really need to do for those of you listening to this right now, what you really need to do is you need to start having adult conversations with your partner. Now is the time. Because if a relationship cannot sustain adult conversations, then that isn't, that isn't a relationship based on anything. So if I can't say to you freely I have desires, Pretend it is. in
1: them. you're the one.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like well, how do you start? How do you initiate that conversation?
0: Well, okay. So I would use the, this general idea of speaking about what's scariest first. Okay, because if you can speak about what you're most afraid of, it's like what we've spoken about before, where you, you move towards the gunfire, not away from it. So what am I most afraid of? I'm most afraid that if I tell you that I'm attracted to other people, you will feel like I don't love you, and I don't care about you. And you are going to feel like you know, your self-esteem is low. And then you're not going to trust me. And then you're going to think something's wrong with you, and something's wrong with the marriage. You know, and I go all the way. You just go all the way into your deepest, darkest fears. And you know, going a little bit further, which is what most people are afraid of, I'm afraid that if you see what a horny, bastard I actually am. You know, if you see like just what a horn dog I am, that you won't love me. Mm. Right? So if we can that's the radical self acceptance But
1: that's also that shame part for like as women are shamed and like property in the sense of like the the pussy's mind, like the men are shamed because they're sexual and they're horny and they're kinky.
0: That's right. Well everybody's kinky. That's yeah. that's the beauty. Like like Everybody has things that they don't want you to know about themselves. Everybody. Because we're humans. So if we we start with we're sexual animals, and we need touch, and then we realize that also all those things that you think are wrong with you, I cannot tell you how many students have come to me at different times and said, you know, like whispering to me and being like, I'm broken. I'm broken. You know, no.
1: They broke my heart.
0: They broke my heart. You know, no. If we really, really go inside and start thinking about what we want, here's the thing. If you radically self accept your desires, let's just say you do, you just radically self accept them. And I said to my partner, I was like, okay, this person over here, there will be no consequences. You're going to have some of the best sex of your life. You're going to stimulate. Uh, dopamine, you're going to have some great orgasms, and he's got a great cock. Like, where's the downside? You just be like, Man, and, and there's literally no consequences. Nice to meet you. Exactly. <laughs> right? So yeah. if we just kind of start having that framework, that I can shake your hand, right, and this is fine, but if this hand touches those parts down there, it's World War III. That's crazy. It's just cells touching other cells. There's no line at your belly button. There's not like a demilitarized zone. It's purely mythological. It's purely psychological. We have to change our beliefs and our mythologies, our symbols for what's okay and what's not okay. I assert to you, if you go all the way there, I can say to you, you are an adult. I trust your ability to make decisions. And you are free as a human to do as an adult human is able to do do with your body what you wish
1: yeah and it's like you know if if my arm doesn't belong to my boyfriend or my husband or my nose he doesn't control like if i go to the gym or, or if i run or sneeze like why the control in our sexual organs
0: that's it it's it's purely made up mm-hmm. it's purely psychological it's purely cultural mythology that placed value on the opening. That's it. We placed value because the opening has everything to do with reproduction. You know, which was a big issue. We don't have that issue. DNA test. I don't. It's just. It's just the, the philosophies that created that. This whole thing of bloodlines and passing stuff down like we don't live in this world and
1: there's a lot of I mean narratives like uh, like a couple of 21-year-olds I was talking about sex the other day and they were like yeah I don't wanna date that girl because she's has been touched too much and I thought that was like such nonsense because it's like oh I don't wanna say hi to you because you've been in the subway in New York grabbing like into germs and things and then you come and like grab your kid's cheeks. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy.
0: That lets you know that yeah. you've entered the land of mythological delusion. When, when a body part is not allowed to touch another body part, purely because of the morality around that body part, you are in la la land. And that's, that's the part that I think is really, it's a very adult conversation. For people to say, you know what, this is my pussy, this is my cock, this is my body, period. It is not open for discussion. It is not open for, like, ownership negotiation. You're not property.
1: Well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds idyllic and very real. But what happens, for example, for the people right now that have affairs? Like, how can they... Talk about it. Communicate about it. Because I've also found that there's always like, why? But why did you have an affair? And what's her name? And what did she do? Like, you want the details instead of like really what's going on here?
0: Yeah. Well, because if we if we take a broad scope, I'm just gonna go thirty thousand feet for a second. Okay. Thirty thousand feet. The bottom line is is humans fuck. Period. This is what we do. Humans have. Sex. We are sexual creatures, right? Now, where you go with that?
1: How often do we need sex? Because that's also like, people are not having sex.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, you know, my experience is, one way or another, when sexual energy is alive and in our bodies, it's flowing through our mind and our body all the time. And you can isolate yourself. For sure. And you can be like, I'm focused. I'm not going to do those things. I'm going to transcend. But the reality is, is we're sexual creatures. We need touch regularly. We certainly need to touch ourselves. We need to stimulate our minds. We need stimulation. The worst thing you can do to a human is throw them in isolation. This is the worst torture. You take somebody who's a criminal, you stick them into solitary confinement. No touch, no communication. That If that's the worst thing you can do to a human, yeah. that's essentially what we, we're doing in monogamy, right? And I don't, I don't hit or on monogamy. single
1: people. We're single like people. If you're not dating, then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to wait for Prince wait. Charming. That's and it. years passes, and you're just dying.
0: That's it. So I think, I think the thing is really just adult conversations and really looking at the reality we Our sexual beings, our very existence depends on sex. And we have turned it into a moral conversation. It is not a moral conversation. That is really the issue. So if we can upgrade, that's an upgrade. That's an optimization. What do you specifically need for pleasure? I know some people who are not that sexual, but typically they're not that sexual because they haven't really had a reference point that has opened up Opened them up to what true sexual energy is. And when I say true sexual energy, I'm not saying true with a capital T. I'm saying the experience of a full body orgasm, of your brain exploding in cosmic bliss. Because if they had that experience, they would want that on a regular basis. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yes, please, two to go, or four.
0: Four, I'll have what she's having. I know. Right? That's amazing. That is the point.
1: No, and thanks for, like, touching base on this, you know, issue, because I hear it all the time. So now we know, why do people have affairs? Because it's natural to be sexual beings. That's it. As simple as that.
0: <laughs> that That is as simple as it is, and our job is to really just change the quality of the conversations and the beliefs that we have around those affairs. And that, it's like
1: shift.
0: It's a it is. It's a, it's it's a paradigm shift. That is a true paradigm shift.
1: Well, thank you so much. I love having you in the show. So come back anytime.
0: Why? Thank you. My pleasure. It's, yeah,
1: where we can where can we we find you, Lawrence?
0: You can find me at www.lawrencelanoff.com and please right now head over to the Optimized Mind on iTunes or Stitcher. Or Google Play, anywhere where your favorite podcasts are, and of course, you can also find me on YouTube. I love sharing great ideas like these. And uh...
1: yeah, right now that you taught, like you, you you were describing the full body orgasm, he has like an amazing meditation you can do for 21 days, I think it is, and you're gonna have a scoop of what that feels like, and it's incredible. Thank you, Lawrence.
0: The Optimized Mind is a co-production of LK Publishing and Soul Light, Inc., and is solely responsible for its content. To learn more about how to have authentic communications, true, deep human connections, without having to learn canned lines, but to be able to connect human to human at the deepest, most vulnerable levels, if you're interested in that, please email me at soullight at gmail.com That's S-O-U-L-L-I-G-H-T soullight at gmail.com You can find The Optimized Mind at the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and any place else you listen to your favorite podcasts. And listen, it's a really big deal if you like us, to share that and to comment one comment can make all the difference in the world so if you're listening and you like the show please head over to itunes right now and give us a review it really helps other people find us and really makes a difference and can help somebody change their life my intention is to gather a like-minded community where we can talk more about life and seeing life clearly and have open-minded, sex-positive, deep, intimate, and vulnerable connections with people. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode right now with somebody you love or somebody you want to have deeper communication and connection with. And I will see you again
1: on The Optimized Mind.